This is Andres from Double Tap, and you're listening to In Orbit on Mash Those Buttons. Guardian. Guardian. Hello, eager guardians listening to us as they get their sparrows ready for racing. Welcome to In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. I'm your host and resident racing coordinator, Jorge, a.k.a. GoToNRG. Today, we're joined by my co-host. You may know him as the Doctor of Dreams, the Lady Smasher, the Demon of Desire, the Master of Disaster, and the original pound-for-pound reigning, defending, and undisputed world champion of the Icebreaker, and a rather sweet guy, ladies. Mr. John, a.k.a. Waldy, say hi. Good morning. And also joining us straight from the cantinas on Bespin, we have a special guest for you and a friend of the show, the always chipper and delightful Mr. Ryan himself. Say hi. How's it going? So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing the litany of tweaks that have been happening to Destiny come this Tuesday, including the Star Wars pod racing, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, Sparrow racing, happening for three weeks going through uh, Christmas. Uh, but before we get to that, what's been new with you guys? We'll start off with you, John. Been trying to fit in some raids here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I've only got a couple in. Of course, the whole War Priest challenge was the main reason to uh to jump back into it uh just a a little bit of times uh doing some crucible just building up some marks for the when the new exotics come out uh, in case i need to buy anything Mm -hmm. and uh just work towards getting the first curse that's about it what about you ryan what's been new with you what have you been playing not much. I've been. I have still been playing a lot of Fallout, but obviously fitting some Destiny in throughout the days. Had some raid plans backfire, but you know, you know how it goes. Working on some PvP, trying to keep my mediocre skills up as best as I can. <laughs> uh, and me, I've just been working on my backlog of quests. I picked up what was it five exotics, the ones that I've been missing all this time. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, raids take up a lot of time, and <laughs> when you're doing nonstop raids, you kind of everything goes by the wayside. Uh, let's actually go ahead and talk about what John was talking about right there the uh, the challenge mode for the War Priest. In case you didn't know what it was, basically on normal and hard mode, whenever you get to the War Priest, you have to kill the War Priest in a very specific manner. Uh, for normal and hard. The only challenge, and I put that challenge in very ambiguous and, 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 and maybe... It's not a challenge, let's just put it like this. You have to kill him where each person can only grab the brand once. Which we already do. Yeah, was, mm-hmm. was there another way around where people were just using the same person? Well... 
Well, I don't. I don't know if you remember when when we do the raids. I'm, even though I'm in the middle, I'll go ahead and jump on the right side, or I'll be on. The, uh, I'll uh, get the one in the middle. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that there have been teams where you do that, and it's just like okay, that's 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 how we're gonna roll. Okay. Well, clearly it was uh, prevalent enough that they thought that uh, a challenge needed to be made to make sure that more than one person was doing it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though, after seeing the reaction of this first challenge that they decide to make things a little bit harder going forward. This may have been uh, kind of like a, an introductory week. Mm -hmm. Here's a little taste but it's going to get harder from here on. We already know that there's mm -hmm. going to be changes with Golgoroth and the the single the single orb. Um, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ryan, I, I know that you've been busy uh, with uh, with Fallout. Have you done the challenge <laughs> mode at all, or no? I haven't. No, I've had friends do it. I was talking to one of my friends last night who was doing it, and um, I mean, it definitely doesn't seem like it's anything crazy i feel like they could get a lot more actually difficult with it mm -hmm. and i feel like it's being able to not complete it is just something as simple as like one of my buddies last night was saying they they had him down to basically dead and then within like the last few seconds of getting him down somebody died or the aura holder died and it switched to somebody who had already had it oh so yeah. silly things like that are gonna mess you up i think but other than that i feel like you can, I mean, it's not difficult to get him down within two, three rotations at the maximum, if not even, you know, halfway through the second one, so. I mean, the, the fantastic thing about the, the quote-unquote challenge mode is you get some very nice loot, okay? Everything, yeah. you get the, the guaranteed 320 artifact, you get a 320 weapon, which is either special or heavy, or uh, the War Priest, whatever the War Priest drops, you have a chance of getting one of those at 320. On hard mode, you get the emblem. On normal, you don't. And you get the Calcified Fragment. That's one of the Calcified Fragments that's been missing. In addition, if you do it on hard mode, you also get the normal mode drop, which is the 310 artifact and a 310 um, normal mode weapon. So, this... This is cool, and I'm okay with it. My beef is, it maybe came in a little too late. And what I mean by that is, you have to provide an avenue for everybody to get to a higher light level. And if they're going to go with the random number drop in the raid, you have to provide something that will guarantee them getting something from that raid. I stress this, I can't stress this enough. Nothing is not an acceptable drop in a raid. Something that's mm -hmm. supposed to be challenging. Well, quote unquote challenging at this point anyway. And when you when you get nothing, it discourages a lot of people. I mean, we we see it right now where a lot of our friends list that those that used to play Destiny, they're not playing Destiny and many are really turned off by the game right now because they feel like they're getting absolutely nothing mm -hmm. so when challenge mode was announced and everybody saw that challenge mode was happening all of a sudden you had a huge influx of people coming in they picked up their stuff and then they bounced so i mean it, it, maybe this should have come in a lot earlier 
that way people started, you know, getting more involved in raids or wanting to get involved in raids. Because I was reading the one article on Kotaku, um, and I know you read this, John, where mm-hmm. the guy, uh, he was so excited uh, about, you know, getting all this new gear from the, the War Priest challenge mode. He was happy. Everything was cool. And then they got to Oryx, and they were like, you know what? We'll, we'll call it a night. We're done. We're good. So they didn't well, even Yeah, because he wasn't... He, he, all he got was shards for the rest of the raid. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the issue with this, this game. Um, you can't just keep giving people shards as a reward. Yeah, I mean, There's no reason people... for me to have 75 shards. <laughs> yeah, people got tired of it in Vault of Glass. They got tired of it in um, Crota's End. Like, it's just, that's going to turn people off consistently throughout the entire life of the game, if that keeps happening. And especially with nothing drops. Like, you know, I've experienced that. I experienced that, like, two or three times in the same run. Unfortunately. Where I got nothing as a drop. And, like, I mean, you know, I was still having fun, still continuing on, obviously. But for other people, it's going to complete, like you said, completely discourage them, and they're just going to stop playing completely. Mm -hmm. Well... Hopefully, the uh, the the Golgoroth challenge mode is a little bit better. Um, my beef with the 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 challenge mode is I I expected something completely different. Um, and I know that you, you the way they they did it was you you're going through the raid and the only thing you you realize is that there's a an icon on your screen that says War Priest Challenge Mode or War Priest Challenge something like that. You have been challenged, or whatever it says. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected there to be some sort of like statue or idol or something right where the um, where where the rewards normally spawn. You know, kind of something where you can go up and you can, and it'll say if you if you do you offer yourself up as challenge, and then you can activate the the idol or whatever. And from there, go on and 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 do something. You, you activate a different boss battle or something. That's what I expected from that. And the fact that it was basically the same exact boss battle, you just have to do it in a different way. I don't understand how that's really much of a challenge. So uh, you you were thinking it was something that you would actually like activate within the raid that you activate. were already in, and instead of it just being like a tweak to the mechanics. Well, like for example, like like. Let, Let's say you go into the you know the war priest room and you know his the the top area where he spawns. Mm-hmm. I would have put like an idol right there that you that you have to go up to and you have to activate. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And what then the saying. boss battle is 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 significant significantly changed. That way, if you're going through the, the through the raid and you don't want to do the challenge mode, you don't have. I'm to. not sure why you wouldn't want to do it, but you don't have to. The boss battle remains the same, but if you want the challenge mode, you want the rewards. You want a different experience. You activate the idol, and it changes what the war priest does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that would be cool. Yeah, like I don't know. Something would. One of the things that I kept hearing, uh, I know Dado mentioned this, was having his health hard capped on each. Uh, uh, what's it called? A uh, monolith. So that you mm-hmm. can only do twenty five percent damage per monolith, and then something that would have been cool too, because you already know that he starts using the taken powers. For example, at fifty percent health, you know when the when the taken comes, it'd be cool if he got taken and then he gets spit back out 
and he's like completely different and firing a whole bunch of nonsense at you, that would have made for an epic, destructive, cool boss battle and, and, and I think would have been something that people would have wanted to come back to. Because it's, it's like, oh, this is something new, this is something cool, like, let's go for it. The rewards are fantastic. I'm not going to crap on the rewards. But there's something to be said for the word challenge, and that wasn't delivered. So. Mm-hmm. I, I could see them at some points saying that the challenge would be adding the left monolith. Like saying that the left monolith has to be used. Because I would think the majority of people go out of their way to avoid using that one. They usually drop down to the center if it is on the left. Yeah. Just 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 an idea of considering what they did for this challenge. I think if they if they just by saying you have to use the left as one of as uh uh as part of the as part of the challenge, it would be uh, it would actually be a little bit harder. You may have to go to a third third time around in order to beat them. Like instead of requiring a each, a different person to use the aura every time you have to use each of the monoliths. Yeah. Oh god, can you imagine the war priest with all three powers as you're firing on him on the fourth? Oh. Oh. Uh, no thank you. Anyway. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and talk about the other big news coming. This Tuesday comes the December update. We've already talked extensively about the weapons that are going to be tuned and all this cool stuff happening. But buy pulse rifles from Scout Rifle Range, thank God. Yep. And also uh, shotguns from hand cannon range. But anyway, <laughs> um, the big change happening that is going to affect a lot of people is the buff, debuff of Titans as a whole. Thumbbreakers. Uh, they're not going away. They're not going bye-bye. They're still going to be very viable. But they've been tuned down a significant amount. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, the one of the biggest offenders for me, for a Titan, besides the obvious overshield that they have, which is absolutely ridiculous. That thing got nerfed big time, by the way. 9% of 9 point... I'm sorry. 9.09%. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Basically, they nerfed it so that you can snipe them whenever they activate their, their nonsense and actually get a kill with a headshot. The big thing for me is that they nerfed the Flame Seeker perk by 25%. So it's not going to take this uh, truth level curve and just like slap somebody like around the corner. It's going to actually it's gonna take some skill to actually throw that hammer. In addition to the fact that that hammer is now slower. Um, I'm happy for this. Just because, hey, they needed to get nerfed somewhat and not be destroyed. And I think this is a step in the right direction. Um, I still don't understand why blowing somebody up with explosive pyre or... Uh, using fleet fire or all this other stuff affects your recovery and agility. That Everything about all these different perks affecting your recover armor and agility is kind of silly. I understand like your, your training focus on specific things, but the ability to uh, kill somebody with your fire gives you bonus agility. That makes me uh, scratch my head and say, what? 
Yeah, how it increases it further, you mean? Right. Yeah. It's... Well, no, n- well, not not the not the actual perk, but like activating. Well, let me go through it real quick. When you activate Fleet Fire, you get a plus one agility stat to your actual agility. Currently, the if you activate Flame Seeker, it gives you a plus one on recovery and agility. They remove that. Um, getting, putting it on your putting on Fleet Fire gives you a plus one agility stat. Putting on Firekeeper gives you a plus one recovery st- stat. So, because Flameseeker had both, nobody used Explosive Pyre, nobody used Fleet Fire, and you just had people throwing homing grenade, uh, homing bombs from East Jablip over there, killing people with nonstop fire hammers. And then they... Uh, in addition, they, they they made the the melee for the titans all all across the board. Basically, the range of the hunter, which is fine with me, and they upgraded the least used jump catapult to give a faster initial velocity of five percent. What are you guys' thoughts on on the sunbreaker nerf buff? Well, when people start completely ignoring the other two supers. Then you know you have an issue, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Titan has become the most powerful character. Uh, it, I think the Hunter would be second, uh, mainly because of the perks that they've given the Hunter, not necessarily the Super. But uh, the the Titan has just got way too strong with with the Sunstreaker uh, Super, and. You know, before I could understand people wanting to use the Defender or the, the Fist of Havoc, completely gone. It, it, it was so strong, it, it was almost having like a, a defense. <laughs> uh, because someone could just, first of all, they couldn't get killed. Uh, and then they could just march right through and destroy everything in sight. So it was a powerful defense and offense. Mm-hmm. So. And I really do think they need to look at all the supers for each character because one super shouldn't completely outdo the others. Uh, They should have specific reasons for wanting to use them, but you shouldn't be stuck going into a crucible room uh, or trials of Osiris with all Titans and all of them Sunstreakers and you just know they're going to come. As soon as you hear the sound, your entire team starts running <laughs> all over the place because one, they don't know where he's at, but two, just to try and avoid it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. It, uh, it it needed to be fixed. Yeah. What do we? We. I mean, in the what was it? It was in the class tuning update that they put out. I think where they had the yeah they had the chart of PvP PvP kill death ratio for the past 90 days on just titans <laughs> and the, the sunbreaker is over a one and the other two subclasses subclasses are at right around hovering around a 9.9 9. so i mean that right there should tell you how often and how much the, the solar one is being used in the other two and i feel like that's that right there shows that basically everybody is using Sunbreaker, and nobody's using the other two subclasses. Right. Which, which just goes to show 
that that needed to happen. A, a debuff and a slight buff to some other stuff, like you said, like with the melee, is understandable as well. They also buffed up and changed a couple things for the other subclasses. Although, when I'm looking at these other subclasses, I'm still trying to figure out why you would want to use, for example, a striker over a sunbreaker. Um, they made it so that the melee does more damage, provides additional stuff, and you can move faster, which is cool, but at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, why would I still want to use a striker over, you know, something from a distance that I know will kill somebody? Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm looking at this stuff, and, and I'm still wondering, do I want to use a striker? Do I want to use a defender? I mean, the, 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 the fact that your, your charges, your grenade and your melees will charge whenever you cast your super for a defender is cool. Mm -hmm. But I mean, why would again? Why would I use that in PvP? Although that being said, a lot of people don't realize that. Let's say that you have um, the thousand yard stare, and you have uh, weapons of, of of light. It's a one hit body shot. Uh, we found that out yesterday when uh, David was running trials. Shout out to David him, himself. And he one-shot, body-shot somebody pretty easily. And we were just kind of like, you know what? This is on the level of uh, final round right here. This is kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah, but into that. I feel like it's at the same time, it's like, how often is that used? Next to none. Exactly. It's and like there's I, somebody in like the fire team chat podcast or something said it um, the other day when I was just going through the posts and it does defender needs to be more viable in PVP because the other two classes, all of their subclasses are viable in PVP in one way or another. I mean, blade dancer, golden gun, anything like that. They're, you, they can all be used very, very easily and very, very well in PVP defender is Aside, like like you said, aside from using like weapons of light potentially, maybe in trials or just generally in PvP, nobody is actually going to use that. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. I I I think they the the biggest issue that that that's happening is they need to improve the grenades for the defenders, just because a lot of them. I mean, the I will say this, if you're an expert with the geometry and, and the way the, um, the grenades drop or travel for the, the, for the Titan, the, uh, the suppressor grenade, you can, do, you can make a lot of people really feel stupid. I, I, I've seen a, uh, <laughs> I've seen a, a hammer guy get suppressed and not know what to do and he's just kind of like, uh, 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 uh. So there's cool things that you can do with it. I just think that they need to buff up the actual grenade abilities and maybe some of the other abilities for the for the defender to make them more viable. But that being said, I still think that they're the abilities that they do have, people aren't taking enough advantage of them to you know 
do a lot of things that they sh probably should. So that, that's true too. That's true. All right. So we went over the the, the December update. Went over the, the 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 tuning happening for Titans. Let's talk about the a very interesting and and somewhat controversial thing happening. Um, this past well, in an update before, Bungie said, "See you at PSX." And considering that they've been kind of, you know, quiet about any DLCs, and around this time we were already getting uh. This around this time one year ago, we were getting uh, the dark below. It's been a little quiet, and nothing's been revealed about the new DLC. And all of a sudden, we get Barrow Racing. Uh. <laughs> I mean, people have been wanting this for. For a while now. Oh, absolutely. My, okay. When I heard it, I thought, I was like, okay, cool. When I heard that it drops 320 gear, that, then I that was like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I should take this seriously. But then I saw something that kind of irked me. And I'm not sure that... If they don't... <laughs> It goes back to content with everything. It's like, Bungie, we need, if you're going to release something, you need to make it worth our while and you need to make it last a bit. I have yet to understand why when Bungie releases some stuff, it's a little sparse in content. And what I mean by that with regards to Sparrow Racing is there's two maps. One on, um, one on Mars, one on uh, Venus. Mars is the is the easy one. Venus is the hard one. That's it. Mm -hmm. How is this supposed to tide me over to the next DLC if we're only going to be... If, we were already complaining when we kept getting the stupid... Uh, what's the one? Uh, PvP uh, one. Uh, Cathedral of, of, of Dusk. That one weekend where it was just non-stop Cathedral of Dusk. At a certain point, we're going to get completely tired of these two maps. They could have taken, I don't know, something like First Light, modified it a bit, added tracks, and you go around and, 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 and maybe added something to it. Because First Light is gigantic. And you could have turned, you know, so you have one on the moon, one on Mars, one on Venus. Put something on Earth. Put something on on the Dreadnought. Just, you, you can't just have these two things and that be that. It gets old quick and people are going to lose interest. I mean, the, the rewards are going to be there, which is cool. But it's just like, what else am I supposed to do if I'm just using these two maps? This is only for three weeks, right? This is only for three weeks from yeah. uh, this Tuesday coming up, uh, which, whenever you're listening to it, it's going to be the 8th all the way through the 29th. So past Christmas is when um, you'll be able to do some racing. Yay, nay. I, I, I mean, mean, I... Th 
I feel like in my in my opinion the um the time limit on it the three weeks is even more of a kind of pet peeve I guess than just having the two maps I mean and I guess that's kind of tentative too depending on how it actually plays and how the event and everything actually goes for those three weeks but I feel like already limiting it to three weeks can pose a huge problem aside from just having the two maps the two maps is also bad there should be there should be more because mm-hmm. that's just so that's so little i mean like getting gear and like getting cool sparrows and everything is is in my opinion really really cool too but limiting it like that i mean limiting like the halloween event that they had that is understandable because it's a seasonal kind of thing but stuff like this could easily last for the life of destiny as far as i'm concerned so why they're limiting it unless they're just like test running it or something for this time or something crazy like that because they would do something like that right the the last podcast i used a word to describe this game and it was experiment and we're the guinea pigs mm-hmm. and it's this kind of stuff that really <laughs> emphasizes uh my thought about it being an experiment because that's that's what this really feels like. It's, it's just that they may be listening to the fans who said, hey, you know, why, why can't you have uh, <clears throat> Destiny Mario Kart? And um, Well, the last thing we need is a damn blue shell and sparrow racing. That's right. <laughs> Every, everybody shrinks. Uh, someone gets really big. Um, I thought that happened to you every Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, will ne- he will neither confirm nor deny. The, uh, but the, that's this is exactly what it feels like. Is is that they're saying, all right, well, you know what? Let's give this a try. It, it'll be very limited. We're not going to put a whole lot of time into it. The bare minimum, which is two maps, uh, just because if there's only one map, then people would get bored real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, as if two isn't going to get boring either, but the very bare minimum two maps will make sure we throw the proper rewards in there to get people interested in doing it. Let's see what it what it attracts. Let's let's get some stats on it. That will make the will, will help them decide what they want to do with it at a later time. Yeah, um... I feel like they. I mean, they could even. They, exactly what you said and then end up bringing it back you know in a month or two months or something like that where it's like a more permanent staple to everything i mean i I feel like it's what they're gonna do at at this point look you have trials of osiris which is a weekly event that's cool you have iron banner which there's a whole fiasco going on there too which we'll discuss you have Iron Banner, which is, I think, once a month. Not sure exactly what, what, when during the month uh, that, that is, but something hey, like that. Uh, you know, I'm coming. I think we wish it was more consistent. But. Right. I mean, if anything, alternate so that every other week you have an event. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, one week Sparrow Racing, another week Trials of Osiris, another week. Uh, well, that's correction. That, that that would piss off a lot of people. Um, one week Sparrow Racing, another week uh, Iron Banner. 
that way you have people doing different things and and you have all these different events going on you could put bounties in um for the for the sparrow racing something to keep that top area of the tower where lord saladin is there's something there's that 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 area is gigantic and they just haven't done anything with it outside yeah, of lord saladin and the uh, a while ago the uh what's it called the the the, the queen's wrath when she was up there yeah, because there's nothing on that, going into it on the left side, there's nothing. I don't think I've ever seen anything going on on that left side. There's never been anything on that left side. The only thing that, that's been there in the, has been in the far back with the Queen's Wrath, and on the yep. right side with Lord Saladin. Yep. And there's been nothing else over there. And, like, why not other events? Why not have, have some sort of robot or whatnot, or some Greedo-like figure... Over there, you know, rubbing. Oh, Annie, you come to get bounties? Yes, bounties. Um. Okay, maybe not like that. That was uh -huh, terrible. Uh -huh. That was absolutely terrible. No, 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 no. Keep going. No, I'm, it was I'm, great. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm not. I'm not going there anymore. Um. Just, just something that so that they can use areas that the, that they actually have that are completely empty. I mean, if anything, one giant lap on on Mars. Would kind of be cool, going through all that nonsense, and then all of a sudden, like, run. You have to, <laughs> you have to pass by a tank as it's firing at you. Yeah, that would, that, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Oh man, I, I mean, it's just things like that, small things like that that I think would be exciting that they haven't explored yet that they should explore, and. I hope that I hope that the because I saw the two the, the two videos that Dado put up one of the one on Venus one on the the one on Mars the it's kind of cool when you go through that there's still enemies out there that there are firing on you as you take these sharp corners and all of a sudden out comes a Minotaur and he's like trying to do the people's elbow on you as you're racing right <laughs> by so that's cool but. The fact that it's limited to three weeks, the fact that it's only two maps, the rewards will probably, quote-unquote, probably be there. And, I don't know. I expected a little bit more when they mentioned Sparrow Racing, and when I got what was the bare minimum, I was kind of upset. And and I know people were more upset about the event, not them not announcing a DLC. Let's be honest, it was a PlayStation event. They weren't going to announce something that involves multiple platforms at that event. Yeah, that's one of the other things I was gonna so, I was gonna mention. So it's like, what did you really expect from them? Yeah, I I mean that's one of the things I saw. Is people were getting extremely upset that there wasn't like a huge announcement about like new DLC because we did did we get one around this time last year? Yep, it was Dark, Dark Below, Below? Mm -hmm. but it wasn't at PSX, was it? No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think they announced a couple things at PSX, but everybody everybody already knew that it was coming out because of the um, what was it, the pre order when when you pre ordered it and got the special for the, uh, the DLC. Right, yeah, and so I mean, nobody knows when like the next DLCs are coming out now. But like you said, like you, I don't think anybody should have been expecting a huge announcement like this at a 
PlayStation exclusive event at all. I mean, if there's one thing the community's known for, is taking something and blowing it up 7,000 times just to make yep. sure that they get their hopes dashed and, yep. and, and, and tears. Yep. Well, and just like, um, just to kind of touch back on like the Sparrow thing, everybody was freaking out about the fine print of one of the pages saying mm -hmm. that Eververse is going to be selling stuff like for the Sparrow event. Mm -hmm. They are. And um, from a post that Cosmo, Cosmo made himself earlier, looks like late last night or something, yeah. Eververse will sell kits that include Sparrows that are only as fast as a Sparrow you earn as a reward for completing the first step of Amanda's quest. You won't need one to win. So it is indeed cosmetic. There's, nothing, there's no pay-to-win BS. It's just, if you want a cooler-looking Sparrow, probably, then you can buy it with real-world money. Yeah, I, I was hoping that I didn't have to mention that. It's, uh... I feel like we should just... No, I, no, I know, I know. It's just I'm. There's so, everything that we've 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 gotten from Eververse has proven to be cosmetic. Yep, I don't think that's ever going to change. I think it, that's one thing that they're not going to mess up. I feel like that's the one thing that they're going to be like, okay, we really cannot screw this up, mm -hmm. or everyone will not play our game. We won't have anybody playing. This. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm getting kind of tired of of people taking a small piece of information and then just going to town with it. Yeah. Just let things happen for once. Just let it happen. If Bungie screws up, then go ahead and destroy them. At I mean, this I point in time, and I feel like we've seen in the past that when they when they do something that really screws everything up. The community gets on their back about it and they make the change after that. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks while it's still happening, but they go through and they change things. They, mm -hmm. they, they've proven that as little or as much as they do, they do indeed listen to their community. And that's one of the good things about Destiny is that they do listen and they make those changes to, to adjust. So... Where do we stand with this game? Because I, I, I know you mentioned, uh, John, that you felt that this game is a big test for something coming out in the future. Possibly Destiny 2. But where, are you, where do you feel that you're currently at with this game? I realize I, I carry a lot of anger and frustration towards the game. It doesn't stop me from playing it because... There are some parts of it that I, I do really enjoy. I think they're taking advantage of the fact that I enjoy playing with uh, uh, certain people. And uh, that adds to the enjoyment. And I think it decreases some of that anger and frustration. <sighs> I, 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 think you, I think there's a, there's a decent game there. It, it just, it may be a ways off. Whether it ends up being a, a bungee game or a, another publisher or or a couple years down the road there's there's something to be had here there's there is a game there and maybe it's when, when they come up with a better story maybe when it, they come up with a better way of of distributing rewards uh there's something down the line that that 
they can learn from all the mistakes that Bungie's make, and they're making a lot. And for me personally, I'd rather not see uh, a racing uh, portion added when I'd rather have some of the major problems fixed uh, instead. But there's an awful lot here that you get with this game. And uh, I, I don't think anyone can really argue that, especially if someone were to bought, buy the game today. There's an awful lot there for them to experience and go through. Um, isn't it? Is it an award-winning game? No. Uh, there's better games out there. Um, but it has its own niche right now. And I think that's... There, there's nothing else. There isn't another game to compete it to say we can do this similar mix of first person shooter uh mmo type thing uh there's nothing else out there like it and uh and at the same time first person shooter wise it's excellent so it has its strengths and weaknesses there's nothing else out there to compete and and at the same time you have this large base of people that that are interested in playing, logging on and, and playing with each other. Uh, um, so, I'm going to give you five seconds to take back that statement. Yeah, I know, I know. I, <laughs> I couldn't think of better words there. We are leaving that in, in, in the final yeah, recording. I'm sure. Aware. <laughs> that will not be edited out. In fact, I will cut that piece out and I will save that on my phone. To Ground. Oh, no. New it. ringtone. Ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back. We're back. So I, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle there, you know. I, I I've played Fallout. Uh, I can tell uh, it's the the story is there. It's very interesting. It's just I haven't had really the time to put in all the hours. I feel like I've I've maybe put in five or six hours and have barely accomplished anything. In fact, I think I'm still trying to figure my fi figure things out uh, of how to even play the game. Uh, I've played Battlefront and something that Ja said earlier this morning that it's the most casual multiplayer game he's ever experienced, <laughs> and it, it, he's right. right. That's accurate. There's some fun to that. It's mm -hmm. the opposite of Destiny. You yeah. don't feel angry when something doesn't go your way in in, in Battlefront. Uh, it's just something that you can pick up and play for an hour and have fun with. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Bungie is willing to listen to people and make changes, sometimes uh, all too often. And some of these changes either go too far or sometimes <laughs> it feels like they're listening too much yeah. um, and, and hurting the game more than helping it. But they seriously need to fix the reward system. If they want people to come back, fix the reward system. That's, that's, I realize you build a game around the idea of grinding, but at some point you're just going to grind everyone out of the game. And to log on and see that I have 20 people uh, that are currently on, uh, uh, at least have their PlayStation on, and only one of them is playing destiny when before it was all destiny 
you know, I, I'm sure they have some data right now showing that people are leaving. If if you don't give someone th- that small taste of of uh, of a reward and of an actual physical reward, people are going to say this isn't worth my time. And in some some of those cases, you're playing with new people in hard mode and it's going on for three or four hours and you get nothing. That's there's if you want it to to really disappoint someone and, and really make someone angry, that'll do it. That'll do it. And they'll take the disc right out of the machine and put something else in. Okay. So uh what about you, Ryan? I think I think I agree with a lot with a lot of what was said already. It's um I feel like it's it's a great game, but it it's it's rough around the edges and sometimes really rough around the edges. As and like you said, they they listen to their community, which is good, but I feel like sometimes they're too impulsive about it. Where they immediately go to fix something, but they fix it too much or the tweak is too harsh and it throws other things off, which then they have to go back and fix. And I feel like at this point, especially like holiday season, there's so many other games coming out that having as as little of of rewards, having a no drop in the raid or getting just shards or even just, you know, if you're trying to go flawless in trials, constantly like getting knocked out after the eighth round because of lag switchers or something like that. It's it's gonna it's gonna turn people off and people are gonna find other games. I mean, I I'm still playing Destiny, but I've found other games that to take up a lot more of my time. Whereas before, I would only play Destiny, and now I've I'm I've started to split on my time. And I'm like you know like like you said, I'm sure that there's that they have data that show that there's probably a significant drop off in players from vanilla or even just from like the Dark Below release, to now, where there's still people playing and there's still people that are day one players like myself, I'm sure, you know, like a lot of other people who are still playing, but they're probably playing a lot less. And I feel like as time goes on, they need to, they need to kind of ramp things up and there needs to be something more significant other than another raid, more grinding, another set of raid gear or weapons. Because at this point, even though it's all very different, there's changing the mechanics of the raid, stuff like that. At the end of the day, it's all pretty much the same thing. I mean, you have other... I mean, with Destiny, it's it's a first-person shooter with, like, MMO elements. That's how I've always kind of thought of it. Mm-hmm. And there's other games, I mean, obviously, that are full-on MMOs that are very different in different areas of the game. And... They can't do that with Destiny, I understand, but they need to kind of step in that direction to switch things up, which I guess they might be trying to do with, like, Sparrow Racing. And, of course, they've got, like, Iron Banner and Trials, but those two things are kind of just different skins on top of the PvP that's already there. So I feel like they need to find some some place to throw something in there that's very different. And, and I feel like they need to do that in the core game as well. Not just like have not just throw spell racing in as an extra or something like that. They need to find something that's that kind of is not completely different, but is not the same thing that they've been doing for the last 
you know, year and a half now. So what would you do? I don't even have any ideas right now. <laughs> I'm not an idea person. I'm a I'm a conceptual person. I mm. I'm, I'm a I'm a concept guy. It's like that's like how I get on my tattoos. I go to my artist. I say, hey, this is what I like. This is what I would like to see, and I let him actually design it and draw it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's kind of the same thing in, with this situation. Is I know that there needs to be something done. I personally just don't have any ideas. It could also be that I'm very tired. Probably. Probably. I mean, I, I think it's been said multiple times. Uh, we're all on the same page where we want to see this game succeed, and we just we we're only given little morsels, and there's not enough meat there. Mm-hmm. We're just hoping that there's that there'll be more. And there's certain things that 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 are done that just even though it doesn't affect me at all when I see it hurt the community or make the community feel even more fragmented kind of irks me and one of the big things that that I mean by that is yesterday when they announced the whole thing for FPSX with the Sparrow Racing I was like okay what's the PlayStation exclusive because you don't mention something at a PlayStation event without there being certain PlayStation things they mentioned that when when they did the whole Destiny uh, Taken King announcement, they when they did the PlayStation uh, reveal, they did the 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 one strike that was only on PlayStation. They made sure that everybody was using the PlayStation exclusive gear. They made sure that they were using the PlayStation exclusive gun, aka the Jade Rabbit. They made sure that uh, people were um had the PlayStation exclusive. Uh, I don't believe it was a shader, but whatever. Um, just everything that that was only on PlayStation, they made sure that they were displaying that proudly throughout the strike. Just fine. But when it extends to an event such as Iron Banner, and what I mean by that is, the next Iron Banner there will be gear exclusively on on PlayStation, which means that our Xbox brothers and sisters won't get any access to this. Who knows, maybe until next year. And by that time, there'll be a new Iron Banner, which means that they'll have their own gear. You, you already weren't going, going to announce the DLC. People were going to get upset. You're going to make people even more upset by announcing, oh, Iron Banner is going to have PlayStation exclusive gear. No matter how minuscule, no matter even if it's rare, People made a stink about the, the the green Suros gun arsenal pack that was already out of date the second you completed the very first mission. They made a stink about that. They made a stink about exotic class items that you cannot infuse to go higher. They made a stink about the the new referral system about a dance, uh, uh, not the dance, the uh, the sword, which is just a reskin of the sword that you get from completing the quest. If people are going to make us think about that, imagine how they're going to respond to when they find out that Iron Banner has its own exclusive gear. 
And just by inference, all the Iron Banner gear has been legendary, which means that more likely than not, this PlayStation exclusive gear is going to be legendary, which means that you can upgrade it, you can do stuff with it, and later on you'll be able to carry it, carry it on uh, while other people are just getting it on Xbox or whatever. It's like, oh, that is so 2005 or 2015. We're in 2016 now. Like, okay. Bungie, why you do this? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why why you would have exclusive Iron Banner gear. Like, I get, like, because they have the, exclu- the PS exclusive for just normal legendary gear from the Taking King, the, the Neurogas set. Right. Which I have, which I have the whole set of. I love it. But, oh. like, that I understand. It's just like a normal, like, you can get it from basically anywhere. But Iron Banner specific, I don't. Why, like you said, why you do this? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it it, it disappoints me because the last thing I want is more flame wars. The last thing I want is it. Although I will say this, by and large, the PlayStation community for Destiny has been rather supportive and leading the charge on Bungie saying, why are you doing this to the Xbox people? Yeah, I think so. I'm surprised, because normally, like, I'm used to people saying, taking stuff like this and running with it and saying, this is why PlayStation's awesome, man! Awesome, baby! And for the most part, that hasn't been the case. It's more been like... Bungie, what what the hell? Like, what are you doing? I, yeah, I do think that at least within the Destiny community, the console war argument has been brought way down, way way down. I think that both sides are pretty supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the the main reason for that is let's face it, a lot of these fans for Destiny came from the Halo background, mm-hmm. which was Xbox. Um, the second you heard Bungie was making a game that was going to be on multiple systems, that's when people were like, well, okay. And then they heard exclusive items. Well, that kind of tilted it for PlayStation right there. Even if those, for the most part, these exclusive items have been a little okay. I will say this, though. The uh, the new PlayStation Strike... Um, oh, what is it called now? Because I rarely do it because it's not on the, the playlist. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the the one involving the uh, the the Vex boss, they have to oh, take the spark. The undying, not the undying mine. Not undying mine. Well, that was a PlayStation exclusive strike. It's the one with the giant Hydra. Right. That one. No, but it's not a Hydra. But anyway, whatever the oh, case may be. Harpy. What oh, a gi- giant harpy, yes. Whatever the case may be, I know I'm going to get messages later on. I already know what the strike is, man. You should have known it. You're supposed to be a Destiny expert. Anyway. Um, that's actually a very cool strike. I enjoy it. And it's, it saddens me every time that I go into it. There's, like, there's people out there that haven't experienced this because it has raid light mechanics. You know, you, you just don't go and bomb a boss. No, you have to activate, you know, certain things to get the boss to open up so you can shoot him. It's cool. I think, and I, sorry to interrupt you, but I think stuff like that 
like exactly like that strike is kind of like what I was talking about earlier with the conceptualizing of just different mechanics, stuff like that. Like no other raid or no other strike has something like that to do. If I'm, if I'm correct, that's mm-hmm. the only strike to have a different, even a slightly different kind of mechanic where you have to carry the spark back and forth for the boss. Right. Yeah. It's something and having stuff like that throughout the rest of strikes throughout throughout the rest of anything else would be cool too. But that's kind of like a, a step in the right direction is a, is more stuff, more strikes like that. Right. Because the, the the spark mechanic, we we experienced that in for a brief moment in Saber. Um, everybody's favorite strike. <gasps> it's just that first part, and and to be honest, they they kind of fixed it so that when you have multiple people on, I mean, we finished that pretty quickly without any problems, and and the boss, the enemies weren't the enemies weren't as bad. So so everything everything was fine. Um, go back. Going back to the original point, just knowing that there's people that that aren't playing this because they can't because it's not on their system is annoying. And knowing that people are gonna get stuff that aren't on that because they 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 simply got a system that was given to them or they chose to go with that system, kind of disappointing. And I really hope Activision doesn't continue this. I mean, they probably will. They already do this, do stuff like this with Call of Duty. They do stuff like this with other games that they have, the, their their properties. They're probably going to do the same thing with stuff like Candy Crush, where you'll have exclusive levels only on iPhone. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe that they own Candy Crush. Uh, <laughs> Let, let's not go oh, down that road. Oh, but why not? It's, it's Activision, everybody's <sighs> favorite company. It's... <sighs> You give you you make me shudder here. Mm, shudder. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's disappointing to me, and I, I I'm interested to see how how this plays out when Destiny Two comes out, Shattered Suns or whatever it gets called. And I I I I just I I really 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 hope that. It, it, we get to a point where it, it, this isn't the case, where people are fully experiencing the entire game that they paid for. That that's just it. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I I ended that 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 whole tangent and and point really abruptly, but I think that was that was that was it. <laughs> uh, and I feel like I feel like for the most part, I mean, it is. The thing, other thing that we have to realize is that it is only what year like one point five or something like that now. Well, it's year so, two. Year two in like what? I, and then okay, my numbers it, are wrong. Two it, in like two months right, or and something. Destiny right? one point five. If you want to look at it right now. Yeah, and so I feel like the other thing that we have to realize is that it's really still kind of in its infancy. I mean, if Destiny really is supposed to go on for ten years, we've got a long ways to go, and there's. There's still a lot, obviously, that we know that needs to be fixed, but they, they're, I feel like, hopefully, this is me being optimistic, but hopefully they'll get there. Do you think that it'll last 10 years? I, if they keep going at this rate, no, I don't at all. Mm-hmm. If they keep going the way that they've been going with, like, we just everything we've talked about with raid drops and with the grind and everything, I don't. 
think that. I think they could try, but their player base is going to drop huge. It's going to make a huge drop. It's huge. It's going to be huge. But, but, but if they make drastic changes that need to be made and they, they find ways to keep players engaged and to keep people coming back, then yeah, it could. Absolutely. So I already, I already got uh, John's opinion on this last week, and you can, you can definitely tell he was passionate about it. What are your opinion on the upcoming weapon balances? I feel like it'll make PvP more enjoyable for ignorant casuals like myself who kind of just go in and like screw around with their friends or when they get really bored, go in to just kind of change things up a little bit because I don't play PvP a lot. But when I do, I mean, I don't... Like John was saying earlier about Battlefield or Battlefront. Battlefront is super fun because it's very casual. You go in and play for an hour, and if you lose a bunch, you don't really get upset. You just stop playing. If I'm playing Destiny, if I'm playing PvP for an hour, I, and I just keep losing, it's not fun, and it makes you want to not play Destiny more, at least the PvP portion of it. And I would love to play PvP more, but with... And I feel like even for people that play it that are like hardcore PvP, PvP players... The adjustments to pulse rifles and shotguns and stuff like that, I think is going to help kind of change things up because I feel like everybody always uses the same kind of weapon archetypes where it's always like pulse, shoddy, and like rocket launcher. And I feel like that's everyone's kind of average loadout, mm-hmm. which I feel like kind of ruins it. If people are using different stuff, then I feel like it's going to, it's going to help kind of widen the variety and i feel like in the long run it's going to be it's going to make it more fun for more people to want to join it whether it's try actually trying out trials and trying to go flawless or just having iron banner be less of a cluster as it was the first time around in taking i feel like it's going to kind of help to even even everything out Well, I think we are at the end of the episode. Uh, I think we got some good stuff in about the, uh, the Titan nerf, the, the pod racing, and uh, a couple of the other tweaks that are happening, plus our thoughts. Uh, you guys have any final thoughts that you want to throw in about the game? or? No, I, I think I pretty much already said my rant for the day. What about you? Yeah, I think I think we've said what needs to be said this time around. As far as everything, the sparrow racing, the adjustments, the tweaks. Cool. All right. Well, that was in orbit. Let's go ahead and uh, go over where we're available. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, and PocketCast. We'll also be on Google Play Store as soon as we're available, or as soon as podcasts are available, I should say. Um, Let's go ahead and talk about our sister podcast. We have Double Tap. That's the fighting game uh, podcast. Uh, And that's the first week of every month. We have WoW Talk, which is every other week from us. Uh, that's for uh, World of Warcraft. And we have the MASHcast. That's for everything and anything video games, nerd, dumb, and whatever you have interest in. That's every Monday. We're also on the Twitter at MTB site. 
That's M as in Mary, T as in Tony, B as in boy, S-I-T-E. Uh, you can get me at GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N as in Nancy, R as in Roger, G as in girl. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash MashThoseButtons. You can also find us on YouTube.com slash MashThoseButtons. Ryan, where can people find you at? Facebook is probably the main thing. You'll see me on Fire Team Chat podcast pretty often. And, um, I mean, I got my own personal stuff, but Facebook is the way to go, for sure. Ooh, and Waldy, so that the litany of fans can follow every single word that you say. That's uh, huge. The The amount of followers have just grown exponentially uh, in the last few weeks. Um, the hope is to someday break the single-digit number. Um, but uh, I think in time... So proud of you. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's see that number. Let's take you know, time. Let's, let's, let's shoot for five. <laughs> let's, let's get to this He's optimistic. week. optimistic. I love it. this week. Uh, I can be found on Twitter, Waldy77Gamer. Cool. And if anybody ever wants to play, I can be found at G-O, the number two, N-R-G on PlayStation and Xbox. For now, I'm Jorge. That was Waldy. We've got our guest host today, Ryan. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. Have a good one. See you guys.